Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday morning devotion here on the Christ Life Ministry page. Okay, so it's good to have you here with us. Um, I just want to talk about asking and receiving from God. It's such a simple message, and it's so so amazing, but it's so important for us to be able to receive what we ask from God. Okay, so there's a few things that I want to uh, uh, show, and um, and it's all things that we we know, but uh, let's just read a little bit. <laughs> okay, so First John chapter five says, and this is that testimony, verse eleven. This is that testimony, that evidence. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who possesses the Son has that life. He who does not possess the Son does not have that life. Okay, so the one that has eternal life and that the one that has to give it is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So if you have him, you have eternal life. There's no way to get eternal life without Jesus. Verse 13, I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, in the peculiar services, that, etc., that you already have life, yes, eternal life. Okay, I think I... I'm trying to skip the brackets, but I skip too much. Okay, it says, I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know with settled and absolute knowledge that you uh, already have life, yes, eternal life. Okay, you already have life. So uh, John chapter 5 says it, uh, if you believe in the Son, you will never come up for judgment, never come up for condemnation, and you have already passed out of death into life. So if you have the Son, you have life. Now verse 14, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege, the boldness which we have in Him. We are sure that if we ask anything according to His will, uh, make any request according to His will, in agreement with His own plan, He listens to and hears us. And if, since we positively know that he listens to, uh, to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us, as our present possessions, the requests made of him. Okay, now, a lot of people think that they ask something from God, and it may not be something super spiritual, it may be something just really something that you want, or something that you need, or something, you know, just something. Then, if they don't get it, people think it must not have been the will of God. Okay. We need to ask according to the will. It is God's will that you ask. Yeah. Firstly. Secondly, what else is the will of God? Well, First Thessalonians 5 says, give thanks always because that's the will of God for you. Okay. And Philippians 4 says, with prayer and thanksgiving, make your wants known to God. Okay, so give thanks and ask. It's God's will, all right? And then another scripture that speaks of the will of God is Hebrews chapter uh, 10, verse 9 and 10. It says, according, to, according with this will of God, we have been made holy through the offering of the flesh body of Jesus Christ once for all. Okay, so if we know that we've been made holy, and if we know that it is God's will for us to ask and receive, and if we ask and give thanks, okay, uh, we need to 
we, we will receive what we ask. So God's will is you need to say something out of your mouth. You need to believe that you have been made holy through the offering of Jesus Christ, of his flesh body. Okay? So that means your sins are forgiven, you are holy. You have confidence and boldness to ask. Now you can ask whatever you will according to his will. Okay? So it is his will that you ask whatever you will. And then the last thing is give thanks. The will of God. All right? So ask. So James says you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask with the wrong motives. So there is a place where people ask with the wrong motives, where it's a selfish thing. But that usually does not come out of faith in the Son. So that is not born from the eternal life that we have in the Son. So selfishness causes condemnation, or condemnation causes selfishness. When we are focused on ourselves, we will not receive. When we are focused on Him and Him who wants to reward us, we receive. You have boldness toward him when there's no condemnation in your heart. When you know that you have eternal life, when you know that you've been justified and cleared of all wrongdoing, you have been washed clean by his blood. You have boldness to ask, and it's the boldness and the asking and the thankfulness that causes the stuff to just, just flow. Okay? It's so simple. It's so easy. So don't break your head. Don't twist your brain like a cook sister. Okay, just know that you're forgiven, make your wants known, thank him for it, and know it's done. Okay, so simple, but it is his will that you ask. So ask, <laughs> ask whatever you will, but ask with confidence. So Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, um, it is impossible to please God without faith. Okay, and those who come to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So faith in him, you have faith in the name of the Son, like he says here, you believe in the name of the Son. So obviously you must believe that he exists. But then we need to ask the question, who is it that, is, that exists? Are you coming to an angry God that doesn't want to give you anything? You come to the wrong God. Are you coming to uh, an angry God that, uh, that first wants to punish your sins before he wants to give you maybe half of what you ask? If you're lucky, you've come to the wrong God. Who is it that is? Do you know that he is good? Do you know who he is? Do you know what his name represents? So if you have the son, you know him. And when you have the son, you have the life. So when you have that life and you know who he is, you have fellowship in the life. Ask anything. Okay? So you come to God, you know that he is. You believe in him. But there's another thing. Believe that he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. That means he is looking for an opportunity to reward you. He wants to reward you. So Psalm 57 verse 2 says, and the Amplified says it different than the other translations. He says, I will cry to God most high who performs on my behalf and rewards me. So he does something in you. For you and rewards you for what he did in you and for you. Okay. He sent his son to pay the, the price for all of humanity on that cross. So that we could just receive it. So we could just receive a reward for what he did. 
So I will cry to God most high, who performs on my behalf and rewards me. So we need to come to God and believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Does he want to reward you? For sure he wants to reward you. Okay? So how is he going to reward you? Come to him and ask him. You have boldness towards him because you believe in him. You have eternal life. If he has given you eternal life, why won't he give you a car? If he's given you eternal life, if he's given you his son, why would he withhold anything? Romans chapter 8, verse 32. If, if God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 31, verse 32. He who did not withhold or spare his own son, but freely gave him up for us all, will he not also with him give us all other things? So he will give you what you ask. So we need boldness. Okay, let's just page a few pages back. First uh, John chapter 3. He says here, verse, verse 18, let us, little children, let us not love merely in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall come to know and understand that we are of the truth and can reassure our hearts in his presence whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us. So your heart is reassured by the love of Christ shared among believers in his presence. Okay? So when you are among believers and they constantly condemn you get out <laughs> you're not among believers <laughs> the love reassures our hearts when our hearts want to accuse us and condemn us okay the fellowship of the believers is not the fellowship of condemnation okay whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us for we are in god's hands he is above and greater than our consciences and our hearts so if your conscience condemns you, it's not him, it's your conscience condemning you. It's just your conscience that's defiled. So your conscience needs to be washed again in the blood of Jesus. Your spirit's clean all along, but your heart needs to be, get rid of the ideas that is condemning you. Okay? And he knows everything. Nothing is hidden from him. And beloved, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not make us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence, complete assurance, and boldness before God. Okay, so if you come, First John 1 says it so clearly, if we dwell in the light as he is in the light, verse 7, the blood of Jesus cleanses us and keeps us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. Okay, when you come to him, your spirit, clean, perfect, holy, forever. But your soul needs to be constantly, constantly washed by the water of the word, washed by the blood of Jesus, by you coming into the light of the word, the life of the word, and you letting the word wash over you, wash over you, wash over you. So now the mercy comes and takes away all the accusation. The love comes and, and quiets your heart in his presence when your heart accuses you. So you need to constantly live in the, in the gospel, in the flow of his grace, washing your conscience. So Hebrews 9 verse 13 and 14 says, The blood of Jesus cleanses our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances. So now there's no more need to try and atone for your sin. You just, you just let the word wash over you and remove all traces of condemnation and guilt from you. Okay? So you are holy, you are clean, you are washed, you are perfect. So your conscience is now clean, now you have boldness. Okay? So he says here... Uh, we have confidence, complete assurance, boldness before God, verse 22, and we receive from him whatever we ask. How do you receive? Stop condemning yourself and let your heart be washed by the word. Let your heart be cleansed by the word of forgiveness. 
Okay? So the blood of Jesus cleanses you, cleanses your conscience from dead works and lifeless observance. Okay, we ask before we, uh, because we watchfully obey his orders, observe his suggestions and injunctions, follow his plan for us, and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. And this is his order, his command, that we should love one and believe in the Son and love one another. Okay, so believing in the Son gives you life. So if you have life, you have boldness and assurance to ask anything according to his will. So ask. Okay. All right. So you can ask. It's a blank check. Just ask. Okay. So can we really ask anything? Well, depends on what the desire is that's in your heart. Is it, is it something that causes death? You're not going to get it because he's good. Is it something that causes you to go off track? Sorry, you're not going to get it because he's good. So you, you ask according to the life that is inside you. You give voice to the spirit of Christ inside you and the desires of God to reward you. Okay? So now, um, if, if there's any good thing in this world, God doesn't want to withhold it from you. Okay? So if you need... A spouse, you're not married. Ask and receive. It's a good thing. Yeah. If you've been married and you don't have kids, ask and receive. It's a good thing that keeps you awake at night. <laughs> no, jokes aside, you can ask and you can receive. Okay. Um, if you if you're struggling to move around, ask and receive a car. Whatever it is. Okay. So, uh, don't, do you think that God is able to provide it? Surely he's able. Do you think God wants to? Yes, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So what's the problem? The only thing that causes us not to receive, it's not from God's side. He doesn't need to make a decision here. He's already done it. The only thing blocking us receiving is condemnation. And us not asking. (laughs) Why must we ask? Why must it come from us? I mean, the Bible says before we ask, he knows what we need. Because he's given us authority. If it's not coming out of a human mouth speaking a word, he's not going to do it because he's given us authority. So we need to ask. It's his will. Give thanks and ask. How difficult is it? Okay, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We need finances for this and this and this. Thank you, Father. We can freely ask you. We are free in our hearts towards you. Thank you for forgiveness. We love you. Amen. And you receive. Okay? Right. So let's go to John chapter 15. I'm sure John receives a lot of things. Okay. Let's start in verse 4. It says, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. So that sounds like the life that's dwelling inside you. Okay? Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. So that's the same thing if you have this, the, the sun, you have the life. Okay? The um, <clears throat> branch is grafted into the vine and receives the life. Okay? And then you, the the vine can bear fruit, or the branch can bear fruit. Okay. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever lives in me, and I in him, bears much, much fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with, him, with me, eternal life. You can do nothing. 
Okay. Let me just see here. Where am I? If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. So if you, if you don't receive the life, you're not going to have life in you and you're going to die. Okay? It's simple. Verse 7. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. <clears throat> Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. So now it's his word dwelling in your heart. So what's going to come out of your mouth? His word. Out of the abundance of the mouth, uh, of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? So then it says, verse 8, When you bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So what proves that we are followers of Jesus? If we ask and receive, just asking and asking and asking, not believing anything, just, you know, we pray because we got to pray. That doesn't prove anything. But if you ask and tomorrow you got it, it proves something. So it gives people hope when you pray and you get something. When you lay your hands on the sick and they get well. When you give someone a word and, and something changes and their pain goes or something, you know, if something happens. So it's, it's in the same thing when you minister healing to the sick, when you minister a word or forgiveness, whatever. The words doesn't fall on the ground. You ask and you speak something into being and God's in it. Yes. All right? So what's the big thing that causes us to receive? Well, being vitally united to the vine, dwelling in him, having re- eternal life. And no condemnation. Yes. Okay. So... Uh, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you. Con- and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Yes. When you bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. So you want to glorify God? Get some prayers answered. Get some prayer- How do you get some prayers answered? Stop condemning yourself. Enjoy the eternal life. <laughs> Let this word abide in your heart and ask whatever you want and receive it. Yes. Mark chapter 11. Verse 22 says, Jesus replying to, to them said, have faith in God. So the context is the fig tree that was withered when Jesus cursed it. Verse 23, truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. So if you believe in him, and you believe that what you say will happen, you will have it. But now he qualifies it again. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is granted to you. And you will get it. So believe that even before you ask, God wants you to have it. He has granted it to you. He wants you to be blessed. Uh, God is, uh, is in the business of rewarding. Because he's a rewarder. So when you ask, no, man, this thing that I'm asking is already granted. I'm asking because I need to ask it as well. 
and I'm thanking him in advance for it. That's faith. It's an expression of faith in his goodness, thanking him before you even have it. So we thank you, Lord, that that debt will be paid. We ask you for the money to come in in Jesus' name. Okay? We thank you, Lord, for uh, this need that we have to do this. We, we need to buy uh, this wireless box for the camera to make the camera wireless so that it can be easier to, to uh, film in the services. We thank you for that money in Jesus' name. And I'm asking, seriously asking now. <laughs> okay? So uh, we can ask without condemnation. We can ask with hope because we know that it is granted. We know that he is the rewarder and we know who he is and that he is. All right. So that's it. That's the message. Yeah. So may you be blessed. Hello, Janine. Hello, Yanni. It's good to see you there. And we are, yes, to others. I don't know. Who to, hello to others. Okay. And uh, Eric, bless you there from Worcester. And hello. Yes, there's Yanni again. Okay. All the comments. So bless you guys. Uh, have an awesome day. Ask and receive. What more can I say? <laughs> we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Be blessed.